Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Join in with Coach Chris as he discusses Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts that will lead you into your destiny and purpose in life. You can also find more information about Coach Chris and Kingdom Life on Facebook, YouTube, at I Am Kingdom Life. Get ready to join today's podcast. Um. Good morning, Kingdom people. Rise and shine. It is Resurrection Sunday. Come on, come on, come on. It is Resurrection Sunday. Today is the day that the Lord has made. You should rejoice and be glad in it. It's Sunday morning here in Fort Worth, Texas, and we are alive and well. We're smiling. We are going to have a fantastic day. I've already been outside. The birds are chirping. It's a little bit wet because we had some rain last night. And I tell you what, the sun is out and the sun is up. The tomb is empty and you're alive because of him and his work at the cross. We have something to be joyful about today. Wherever you are today, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. Not because of your works, but because of the work that he did at the cross. Oh, come on. I just gave you a couple of good nuggets right there for you to smile and be glad today. I'm going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. Something that I'm excited about. Uh, I was just moved this morning during my uh, meditation time and I got moved in a completely different direction. So I'm going to expound in some scriptures and some stories today that hopefully somewhere, wherever you're listening uh, to this message, message today, it's a message about the glory of the cross the victory of Jesus that he gave for me and you. He became the perfect price, the perfect sacrifice that he paid for you and for me. So I'd like for you to jump on this morning, wherever you might be watching, let us know where you're watching. Uh, we'd love to acknowledge you during our show and maybe even afterwards. Uh, after our, our guest last night, uh, we had Miss Mary Silvon. She did a great job. We were so thankful for her to be on. And uh, people are continuing to write in, and we were able to acknowledge you. So please write to us wherever you're watching this morning. We'd love to acknowledge and make a comment and say hi to you. So come on in. Today is the day the Lord has made. A little bit different coffee cup this morning. Good coffee. Yes. Oh man, what a peaceful time. I don't know about you this morning, but I am I am so good to be um awake. I am so good to be here with you this morning. We're just so glad uh for you to be joining with us this morning. And let's see who we have. Uh, Reverend Carl Tennyson. I gotta put my glasses on. I can't see you without my glasses. I'm sorry, guys. Pastor Carl Tennyson, thank you, brother. Thank you so much for uh Jumping on with us this morning. We are excited uh, for you to be with us. Thank you, sir. 
Brother Frank Brenya, my bro dear brother, my elder, 2020 Easter paradigm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is a paradigm. We're going to be talking about some stuff this morning that uh, might challenge you, might challenge your thought process. But really, I want to just go to the, some basic fundamentals of um, really what Resurrection Sunday means to me uh, and what we teach and how we share that message and uh, tell you some uh, just a couple of slides on what it's not. This is simply our opinion. Um, so we'll be sharing some of the word with you and some of those scriptures. Uh, but before I get started, allow a few more people to jump on here this morning. Let's see here. All right. My name is Chris Silva. I'm your life coach. I want to make an announcement next week for some. Um, we have we have we have someone coming in. Dr. Terry Wallen is going to be with us next Saturday. We're so excited about this. I'm telling everyone that is in leadership. I'm telling everyone that is in leadership. And that means either in the business world or in church ministry, you're going to want to be on this call. Dr. Taylor, Terry Wallen, he is a, a professor at um, uh, Fuller University. Uh, he teaches all the doctorates there, and he is a phenomenal uh, person and teacher. He's uh, I'm getting my certification through his organization. I've uh, been with him for two years. He's out of Chico, California. You're not going to want to miss that. We're going to explain to you what life coaching is, and I guarantee you're going to walk away with G knowing that Jesus himself was a life coach. So uh, I'm going to explain that. I, sometimes when I say life coach, everybody's like, oh, that's just the title. Well, it's more than that. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. That's next Saturday at, at six o'clock. And, um, so be sure to join with us. This is kingdom life. This is the place where we share kingdom life, uh, principles and spiritual concepts. Sometimes, sometimes they're dangerous ideas where we're always pressing on current truth. The current truth is always pressing on the past truths. And we challenge some of those things that we've been taught, some of the things that have been said to us in our lifetime. And we we, we try to not just try to debunk it, but we, we were searching for current truth and what God is saying today. I know what he said yesterday. I know what he said five days, five years ago, 10 years ago, but we want to know what he's saying uh, for us today. Um, we'd love for you to email us. You can contact us at Coach Chris at I Am Kingdom Life. Uh, continue to write to us. We'd love to hear your story. And obviously like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And I'm, I, I'm the one that's, uh, I love our Spotify account. That's our podcast where you can go listen to our podcast and, and, and share those messages as well. Today, we are celebrating Resurrection Sunday. We are celebrating Resurrection Sunday. So I want to jump right into this and share to you, share with you from the bottom of our heart what we uh, are teaching and talking about the finished work of the cross. I want to lay some foundation of some natural and some spiritual concepts. What did it mean to be a sacrifice? Uh, why was it a lamb? Why did God uh, choose a lamb? And we're going to talk about that. And uh, we just want to share with you. We'll be right back. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We hope that you are doing well. Thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you are having a fantastic day. I want to jump right in and start sharing with you some uh, things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, this, uh, this morning, the Lord just uh, impressed on me, changed my direction a little bit. I was going to move in a completely different secular direction and, and share some things about the world concepts and some of the things that the church has adopted. Uh, but I've been moved from that, uh, and I'm going to touch just on it a little bit. But we're going to uh, change from that and, and move on into a different direction this morning. So 
I want to talk to you about it. I'm going to do a couple of screen uh, settings here. Uh, uh, make sure, let me know that you can see these uh, 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 slides here. Um, the perfect sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice. Can you see that? Can you see that on your screen? I hope you can. The perfect sacrifice. What does that mean? What does that mean to us? This this lamb, this this uh, this uh, animal that was uh, given to us in the Old Testament. When we talk about the Old Testament, we're talking about the New Testament and the Old Testament. But in the Old Testament, uh, God gave uh, Moses, who was the uh, arch- uh, the builder of the uh, tabernacle that was built in the wilderness. But God was the architect of that. And there was a sacrifice of sin, and God wanted Moses to uh, bring uh, lambs, uh, bulls, or uh, uh, turtle doves, and these type of things for sacrifices of sin, so that we so that we know what it might be um, for for the sin sacrifice. Now you got to understand something in the natural realm, in this dimension, in the Old Testament of Moses and and these lambs. There was a, uh, a the sacrifice. There was a slaughter. It was an ugly picture. There was a sacrifice, a shedding of blood. That was a, it was a burnt offering for the sacrifices of sin. Now, um, what they would do is they would put this lamb up. They would obviously offer it for a slaughter for their sin, and they would lay their hand upon it, and their sin was rolled over year after year. They would have to do this on a yearly basis. They would have to offer that sacrifice every year. For their sins not to be forgiven, but to be rolled over one year after another. That their their account, their their sins were laid upon that lamb, and year after year, their their hands, whenever they laid their hands, there was a transference, there was a laying on of hands that transferred their sin over to that lamb, and that 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 sacrifice took on that, and it was year after year that they would have to do this practice. So very critical concept here. So that was that's really the foundation that uh, is is laid before us here is to look at is that the sacrifice of a lamb was for the uh, atonement of of your sin. So if you just hang on with me right there, if you just keep that as a foundational concept right there, some of for some of you this might be a new concept for those who've been in the Christian world for a long time. Um, be ready to get challenged because we're going to challenge some of our practices. But this is the basic fundamental where Kingdom Life, uh, our, our ministry, our teaching, our coaching uh, company, all believes that this, the lamb was slain for our sins and that this is the practice that God chose. And this is very critical that we watch this and understand this concept. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not about bunnies. It's not about bunnies and Easter eggs. Can you see that? It's not about uh, bunnies and Easter eggs. It's not about bunnies and Easter eggs at all. I don't know where this concept came from, but I've got to challenge it. I don't know where where that uh, derived from. I don't know what that looked from. There's also another one that we look at, and it's the uh, Ishtar. Uh, This is a pagan god of fertility where where we talk about all these things. And so um, we, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where these things came from. I don't know how how they were adopted. How we how how do we get to a bunny and Easter eggs? How did how did these rituals become part of what we do? Now listen, I've I've done the Easter egg hunt. I've done all these things. I I, I look at them and I know what they are. But I'm I'm asking the question: How did Ishtar become Easter? Easter, Ishtar. They're old pagan. Uh, Wiccan practices, 
that have been adopted by the church. And I don't know how it, how it got into our, our Christianity. I don't know how they belong there. This, this challenges our concept. This challenges our mindset of some of the things that the church has adopted. And I am talking about the church because we are celebrating Resurrection Sunday, the day that our Jesus, our Messiah was sacrificed and rose from the grave. And so these are critical moments of how we take a look at things and, and we need to acknowledge them. This should challenge us. What in the world, what in the world does this have to do with Resurrection Sunday? I got, I got, I want to just hit this real quick and talk about this concept real quick. How does that become what we celebrate? We talk about fertility and new beginnings and all that kind of stuff. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. This is what we're supposed to be celebrating. Not, uh, not these other practices where we, I don't know where they derive from. Why did, and I want to move on from that, but I want you to understand I am absolutely differentiating myself and kingdom life practices from what I believe are pagan practices that don't have anything to do with our Jesus. Don't have anything to do with Resurrection Sunday at all. I want to make a few acknowledgements this morning. Hey, Jason Pena, uh, thank you, brother. I, we always want to continue to share the word. Uh, thank you for listening to us this morning. Uh, Liliana Martinez, thank you so much, Liliana, for uh, jumping on this morning. And we hope that you find an encouraging word this morning. I'm going to have to put my glasses on because I have a hard time seeing that. And for those of you who might have questions as I'm talking into the camera, I'm also having to look down and push all the buttons. Sometimes you think I'm getting distracted. I'm not uh, just always pushing buttons and, and taking notes. So I want to move on to this next concept here. Why did God require the blood sacrifice for the atonement of sins? In the Old Testament, it was animals. In the New Testament, it was Jesus Christ. You're going to have to understand this. For those of you who are listening, this might be a new concept. This might be a new beginning where you don't didn't always understand the, the necessity, uh, the forgiveness of sin, that we have a sinful nature and that we're going to be uh, rescued by a payment for our sins. Someone paid the price for you. You are precious. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wherever you are today, we, we are. I am praying. My heart, my heart's conviction is that we receive Christ as our Savior. That we walk in the newness of life, and that we we understand the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Messiah. Again, it's not about pagan practices. It's about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is the foundation on which I live to move us into spiritual concept, to spiritual understanding that we might apply those principles to our natural everyday living, that you might be victorious, that you might overcome and live a victorious lifestyle. So why did, so why did Jesus require a blood sacrifice? Because in the blood, there's life. And there had to be a shedding of blood for, for sins. There had to be a shedding of blood for our sins. Yes. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's Hebrews 9.22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. His blood was shed for you. His blood was shed for you. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. That old lamb in the Old Testament, it was rolled over year after year after year after year. But let me let me tell you something. 
year after year after year, that sacrifice was made year after year until the perfect lamb showed up. And once and for all, he paid the price for you. He paid the price for you. He paid the price for me. That perfect lamb, year after year, that sacrifice was made. The lambs were slaves year after year after year until that perfect lamb showed up and made himself the final sacrifice for all. Man, this is so, this is what we're talking about celebrating Resurrection Sunday because. The word became flesh and dwelt with us. We believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that was died on the cross for your sins and my sins. So wherever, again, I hope that you're getting this picture. I don't want to come across to you as Christianese, but this is not just a Christian concept. This is the kingdom message of atonement. The thing that put us back together in perfect relationship. I'm sorry. You know, there was a, a thing that was said, that are we uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God? I want to debunk that and say that we are in the hands, we are the saints in the hands of a loving father. You have to reconsider this thought process. I don't live in a conscious state of sin. I'm not going to get all into that right now, but I don't live in a conscious state of sin. I live in a resurrected understanding, spiritual concept that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's Messiah. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Uh, you have to excuse me. My throat gets a little dry, especially when I get going here. So we understand this concept. Without the, <coughs> without the shedding of blood, there is no sacrifice. Now you got to take a look at this. Let me show you this. This is what is called in the Old Testament, the altar of burnt offering. This is where, and I showed you a picture. Excuse me. <coughs> I showed you a picture a few weeks ago of the, um, and let me know if you can see that there is an altar there presented for the, um, the, uh, the sacrifice that would be presented in the tabernacle and they would bring this lamb and they would lay him up there. And they were, that, again, that transference was made. And this was an actual altar of sacrifice. This was called an altar of sacrifice, but take a look at this. Now behold the lamb of God. I told you, Jesus became the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Think about that right there. John 1, 29 says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. He took it all away. He became the perfect sacrifice. He became the perfect sacrifice for you. Whatever your sin might be. Whatever you think it is. Listen, man, I've done stuff I shouldn't have done, been places I shouldn't have been, said things I shouldn't have said. Thank God there's forgiveness of sin. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, how impactful this is. I always use this illustration that hopefully it impacts you as well. I have a son. I have two daughters. Listen, my kids do wrong things, things I'm not uh, happy about. And I've done things that my parents haven't been happy about. We all have done something critical or bad life-changing, bad decisions, bad choices, bad ideas. I get it. I understand that. I'm a life coach. I, I get it. I understand, right? You get it too. This is part of our humanity. But let me tell you something. If God loves us and all these scriptures are true, th this has to be truth or it's a lie. I believe it's truth. And these are what I build my life upon. And let me tell you something. I love my son so much that regardless of his state of condition, 
regardless of his addictions or pains or bad decisions that he makes. Or maybe he denounces me and doesn't want me to be his father. He can change his name. He can change the color of his hair. He can move to a different state. He can move to the moon for all that matters. But regardless of my, the state of the condition of my son, he could be a pedophile, a rapist, a murderer, a, a robber, a druggie, whatever the state of condition my son is in, I love him and he is my son. I don't remove him. He doesn't get discharged from my will. He doesn't get discharged from the, the right standing of him being my son. I love him that much. And if I love my son that much, and if I love my children that much, how much more does God love you? He loves you. It's the relationship that we build between one another. Sure, I get challenged. Sure, we get aggravated at one another. But I need you to understand, and I want you to understand. It's my sense of urgency to bring you a message like this on a Resurrection Sunday that says you are love. God is love. That's what the scripture tells us. These are the principles that I teach, the kingdom life principles and the spiritual concepts that say to you that you are loved. Now, God also chastens us, just like I correct my children. Just like I correct my children during times of, of challenge and promotion and transition. Sure we do. And God loves us enough to correct us. But what I'm saying, that there is a sacrifice already made for you. There's a price that has already been paid for you. And where you are, all you have to do is accept him and move on to the next thing in him. And he will guide you and lead you into all truth. I guarantee it. I want you to, I want you to see this, this, this one right here, this slide right here. He was the lamb, but he was wounded. Now this is a sacrifice, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So even in this concept, he was bruised for our iniquities. He was, he was, he was literally bruised and they whipped him, whipped him and whipped him. Man, if you ever watched The Passion of the Christ, oh my God, I could barely make it through that movie. It was so horrid and so, it was horrible. The beating and the sacrifice. You see that, you say that, man, that's so masochistic. It's so horrible. How could God do this? But you, you got to understand, he was paying the price. He was being punished for you and for me. And my sin was laid right there. My sin was covered for. My sin was paid for at that act of atonement right there on, on a place called Golgotha, a, a Calvary. That's where you were bought. That's where you were paid for. He paid the price for the sins of the world that you might be free. And this is what's so wonderful. This is what is so amazing that he loved you so much that he paid the price for you, regardless of your condition, regardless of your past actions. You don't have to be good to come and take a, a part of the price and this uh, work that he did for you. You don't have to do anything but accept the work of the finished work of the cross. This is beautiful. This is amazing to me. I love this. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. I love this. This was Isaiah 53, 5. If you want to go and reference that in your notes and in your in your, in your, in your studies, you please do that. But this man, after he offered one sacrifices for sins forever, sat down 
at the right hand of God. But this man, talking about Jesus, this is Hebrews 10, 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, forever, the sacrifice has already been paid. There are no more sacrifices for sins. He paid the price forever. You don't, there, the, I'm, man, I wish I could just get into some stuff. He paid the price for you forever. His perfect lamb, Jesus, at Calvary, on the cross, paid the price for you. Man, I don't know if you're getting anything from this this morning, but I know that I am. When I was re reviewing this morning, uh, it came to me very quickly this morning. Let me share another slide with you. Hebrews 9.14 says, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciousness from the acts that led to death so that we might serve a living God? How much more will the blood of Christ, do you think that the perfect lamb, you got you to gotta think about this. How much more the perfect price that came through the work of the cross uh, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. He was the perfect lamb. He was the perfect sacrifice. And because he was the perfect sacrifice, that's why there is no more other sacrifices. And that act alone has led us to serve our living God. It has brought us to the place like this where there are no more sacrifices. He was the perfect one. If the blood of bulls and goats, the Bible says, if the blood of bulls and goats was the perfect sacrifice, if the blood of bulls and goats was the perfect sacrifice, there would have been no need. There would be no need for a Calvary. There would be no need for a cross. There would be no need for, for Jesus. If the sacrifices of blood of bulls and goats was enough, there would be no need for a sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But those things were insufficient again. It only propelled, it only pushed, rolled up. It only pushed one year after year after year until the perfect lamb came and was the perfect sacrifice for you and me. I love Hebrews 9 and 10. Let's see what, what other ones we have here. This this slide right here says, Hebrews 10, 17 through 18. Then he has the sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where there has been, for when, where there, these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Oh my gosh. Jesus is saying, the word is saying, their sins and lawless acts, I will remember them no more. He doesn't recall them. They've been paid for. There has been a remission. I'm going to come back to that word, there's remission. And where there, when where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. There is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Let me tell you something. This remission of sin is critical. Whenever you pay a bill, I don't have a bill sitting here in front of me. Whenever you pay a bill, that bottom portion of the bill where you tear it off and you put your check and you put it in the mail, that's old school. That is called a remittance, a remittance slip. You send that bill back to who it belonged to. You pay the bill and you send it back and it's remitted. You send it back to the original owner. You send it back to the, the, the debt collector and say, here's the check. Here's the price. It's been paid for in full. Now, here's the problem. 
that most of us have. Someone else paying the price for you. I use this example in many of my teachings and many of my concepts where if I were going to go pay your electric bill and I paid it in full for you, I paid it for full for you for a lifetime. And you every month went to the electric company and you try to pay that bill because you 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 uh, exhausted the electricity in your home and you used the lights and the refrigerator and the, the da 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 da. And you went to try to pay that bill every month and they would tell you your bill has already been paid. Someone paid it for you. You see what we do as a practice? We try to pay for our sins. We try to pay for the rightness. We want to, we want to do our work so that we can feel like we've done something. That's the difference in this kingdom message is that he has paid the price for you that you might rest. There are no more sacrifices. You can't pay your electric bill if it's already been paid up for you for a lifetime. The company would push you away and said, uh, you don't owe us anything. It's all been paid for. Paid in full. Oh, my God. You've got to get this in your spirit today. This is part of Resurrection Sunday. The sacrifice that has been made. We're just not looking at the sacrifice, but the critical part is resurrection. He rose from the grave, and this is what we celebrate. I want you to get the background story. I want you to understand the foundational truths in which we teach. is a sacrifice, the atonement of a sacrifice that was made for you and for me and for the whole world. I hope you're enjoying this today. Man, there, he will remember our sins and lawless deeds no more. He was delivered. Romans 4.25 says, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Oh my gosh. He was delivered over to death for our sins and he was raised to life for our justification. Oh man. I've got so much to say this morning. I'm, I'm already gone a little bit long, but I think I'm just going to continue to talk here this morning. This is so exciting for me. It's for our justification. When he is in, when he committed the act of the sacrifice, it was as, as, as if I was on that cross. It was as if you were on that cross and he paid the price for you. Let me tell you something for you that's trying to understand this concept. There was a point in time. Well, you can go back and read in the Old Testament. You can see the anger and the wrath of God being poured down in the Old Testament. And you can look now transition over into to the New Testament and see the love of the Father because we had a propitiation, which means we have a, an advocate with our elder son, Jesus, who paid the price for you and for me at Calvary. I'm not going to stop saying that because he paid the price for you and he paid the price for me. Watch this. When he died for you, he died as you. He died for you in your place where you belong, he stepped in and said, I'm going to pay that bill. I'm going to pay the price so that Chris can have fullness of life. Listen, if you don't accept it, I'm going to walk in that favor. I'm going to walk in the fullness and the wholeness and the completed work of the cross that my sins were paid for. Not just yesterday's sins, but today's sins and tomorrow's sins. I don't sin willfully, but if I do, I have an advocate. I can come to my attorney, an advocate, an attorney. Someone who mitigates and stands in between me and God the Father and says, wait a minute, I've paid the price. 
because of his righteousness, I am righteous. Because of his righteousness, not my righteousness, his righteousness. I've been made whole. I've been made complete. Even in my state of mind and condition, Jesus can stand before the Father, the bill collector, and says, wait a minute. Chris is paid up in full. The price has been paid. I paid the price for him. Chris, you're free to go. Man, aren't those good words? You can walk in fullness of life. Jesus says he came to give you life and that life more abundant. I'm looking for that abundant lifestyle. I'm wanting to walk in that abundant lifestyle. Oh, my gosh. You should be happy today. Yes, I know the world is, is pressing on us. I know we're, we're in isolation. I know we're living in, in troublesome times. The world is a mess. Everything that's being around us is challenged, but we must keep our minds. Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to have to change your mindset. You're going to have to think differently, respond differently, approach things differently. This teaching that I'm giving to you this morning is the foundation of all kingdom concepts. That old paradigm of the tabernacle was something in the natural that only uh, revealed spiritual concepts. Jesus was hidden in the Old Testament, and but he's revealed in the New Testament. All the works of the Old Testament were all to lead up to the work and the finished work in the New Testament. It is a finished work. Genesis, talking about works, God rested on the seventh day. He rested from all his work. Jesus on the cross said, it, no, let me step back before I even say that. Jesus hanging on the cross. You can go read the scripture. I didn't present it to you in a slide this morning, but, but check me. Jesus hanging on a cross says, seeing all the scriptures, knowing that all the scriptures had been fulfilled. You got to get this. Seeing that all the scriptures had been fulfilled. He said, it is finished. Testelestai. That means paid in full. Maybe I'll word, teach on that word testelestai one day. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, I believe I am. It's the finished work of the cross. You've got to get that in your, in your mind today. It's for your justification because he has been righteous. I am now righteous. That is so beautiful. And if you're if you're struggling today, look at this this one. This is in Revelation 12, 11, And it says, let me know if you can see that. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives unto death. If you want to conquer, you're going to have to take the blood of the lamb. Now, this is a spiritual concept. You literally don't go outside and get a lamp. You, this is a spiritual concept. Remember, kingdom life is where the place where we teach kingdom life principles and spiritual concepts. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives unto death. Let me share with you, my brothers, my sisters, all of you, we're all a part of humanity. The way you overcome your situation, wherever you are, Wherever you uh, are in your struggle, your addiction, poverty, whatever the situation is, 
you need to say, you need to say to your situation, you've been given dominion and authority. The work has already been done. The sacrifice has already been paid. The blood of the lamb has already been shed. You've already been forgiveness of your sin. You need to move on into maturity. We need to move on into spiritual concept and maturity and lay those foundational things on our life. Listen, this is the critical thing. We are the, the body coming together. We're beginning to discover our gifts and all of that is being put together. But the way you overcome is just not by your testimony, but by the blood of the lamb. Those two combined. The word of your testimony. You overcome. You overcome. You overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Somebody needs to testify up in here this morning. Somebody needs to say something in your life. Somebody needs to speak over the generational blessings to your family. Somebody needs to speak to your children. Somebody needs to say something differently in your family. Somebody needs to say something differently in your household. Rather than say, man, I'm sick, I'm sick. You need to say, I'm healed. You need, instead of saying, man, I don't have enough money in my bank account. Somebody needs to say, man, why is there so much money in my checking account? Somebody needs to say, rather than say, man, I don't have a car. You need to say, God has blessed me with an abundance of car. Maybe you got some classic cars. And I'm not just talking about physical things. Maybe what maybe we need to talk and be sensitive to the fact rather than saying, man, that individual is so jacked up. Maybe you need to see them with the eyes of God that he paid the price. The worst individual that you can see on the street today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being bold this morning. I'm talking about the resurre resurrection of our lamb and our savior. And I'm putting that with the principles and the concepts. You must understand and you must know that the individual that sleeps under the bridge or that has been uh, tormented by drugs and addictions and pains of, of everything, of every wrong decision that they've ever made in their life. You must understand that they are part of humanity and God does not denounce them. He is the lamb that paid the price for the sins of the whole world. You're not any better than them. Neither am I. He loves all of us the same way. That's why I was talking about the state and condition of my son regardless of his condition, regardless of the state of being of my children, I love them regardless of their acts or deeds, regardless of what they might say bad about their daddy. It doesn't matter. I love them. And if God doesn't love us that much, then all of this is just a smokescreen. All of this is for nothing. My faith is founded on old text. My faith is founded in an old scripture paradigm. My faith is founded on an old constitution, stories of yesterday, stories of, of past ages, of the things that they went through. But they're all championing us on for our direction. You need to be encouraged today. You need to be, be enlightened. I hope I'm challenging you. I hope I'm pushing your mind to, to new concepts. Say it differently. Respond differently. When people speak badly of you, smile and say, let it be. <laughs> I'm not my own. I'm not. Man, people say things about me all the time. Shoot videos, write, make posts, all that kind of stuff. I'm not worried about it. I have been bought with a price and they have been bought with a price. All I can simply say, 
is forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. It's an act of forgiveness. It's sincerity. I need you to know that. You can't be good because we're not. He's good. You're only good because he's good. You are only righteous because he is righteous. Begin to understand that today. The blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony is how they conquered. It's how you conquer. For the sins, let me show you these last all. I believe I got a couple more. For the sin, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. This is Romans 6.14. For those of you who might be listening via podcast. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. I can't say it any better. It's self-explanatory. But I will tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you the difference between law and grace. Law says, is in the Old Testament. Law says, this: these are the things you must do. There were certain sacraments that happened in that old tabernacle, the sacrifice of the lamb. The There's so many uh, pieces of furniture. I'm not going to get into that. Don't have the time to do that. But there, there was a law that was given. If you committed the crime, you do the time. Now, in our natural world, yeah, if you do something illegally, you, you'll pay the price for it. That's what the natural world requires because that's law. Law requires somebody to pay for the crime. So the law requires, think about it now, even in our natural world, the law requires somebody to pay for the wrongdoing. And there is law enforcement. <laughs> Get this. There's law law enforcement, and a lawbreaker. When the law is broken, somebody has to pay the price for that law being broken. When you speed down the road, when you stop a stop sign, stop, uh, run a stop sign, you're breaking the law. Now, in grace, it's a complete different uh, uh, situation. Yes, we walk in grace. Somebody wants to tell me about grace and the love of God. There is a lot of grace and a lot of mercy. When, when there is law broken, there is forgiveness of sin. If you do something wrong, if you do something incorrectly, you don't have to go and get on a cross and just ask. Um, and yes, there are some bad deeds that are taken. And I'm not going to take away or diminish one sin over another. Because regardless if you steal a candy or murder someone, it's sin. Equal. The same. There's no one greater than the other. It's sin. You just commit a crime. But under the grace, there is forgiveness of sin that says, Father, forgive me. I've sinned. I made a bad mistake. I did something I shouldn't have done. I said something I shouldn't have said. And there's grace. There's forgiveness there. And he'll tell you, Jesus demonstrated it in the New Testament. He didn't. Jesus only got angry at the hypocrisy of the rulers and the leaders of the day. That would be the church of that day to the sin and the sinner. Um he, he would tell them, go and sin no more. Your sins are forgiven you. Go and sin no more. Grace and restoration is so critical walking under this new concept and this new idea. For sin shall not have dominion. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Somebody said, amen to that. Somebody should say, amen to that. What a wonderful place to be in. For sin shall not have dominion over you. That means addictions of every kind. That means whatever the situation, whatever the struggle, it has no dominion. 
listen to me. Oh, I'm fixing to say something so bold that you've got to understand and hold, get a hold of. The only dominion that addictions and poverty and cancer and da 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 da. The only dominion those things have over your life are the ones you give to it. That's the only dominion and authority that those things have over your life. We're going to have to become resolute to resolve those issues in our life. The price has already been paid for. Your soul's been bought. Your spirit man is redeemed. We need to put that and activate those things into our natural life. And that's what kingdom life is. That's what we do here at kingdom life is we want to demonstrate and show you these powerful concepts that the only dominion that things that are negative that we have to look at and we have to uh, take a hold of is that uh, the only dominion they have is the dominion that you give them, the authority that you give them over your life. Maybe it's an individual. Maybe you want someone that's constantly um, verbally abusing you. You give them authority to do that. I'm bought with a price. While people might say things and laugh at me or even for stuff like this, being on air, being on the internet, sharing the love of God, sharing the, the work of the cross, people might ridicule me, say bad things about me. But blessed are you when they shall revile you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for his sake. For great is your reward in heaven. See how that scripture just rises up? That was a scripture. That wasn't something that I, I made up. Blessed, you are blessed when they revile you. You are blessed. Revile means when they say bad things about you. For his name's sake, I'm, I'm sharing the message of the kingdom, and I am blessed when I get reviled. I'm blessed when, when they laugh at me and say all kinds of evil stuff or falsely. It's false. But great is your reward in heaven. Wow. I just hope that you are blessed today. This has been such a wonderful day so far. I don't know about you, but I'm going to come back in here and acknowledge a few people that that have been on. And I, I just, man, I, I don't know about you. The backdrop of my um, my message, the things that I'm sharing are all things, um, excuse me, all things that are, are the backdrop of uh, what we teach here at Kingdom Life. Let's see here. Uh, Liliana Martinez. Yes, Liliana, thank you. I believe I've acknowledged you. Uh, Joe, uh, Jose Guzman from California. Thank you, sir, for watching. Thank you so much. And Anna Martinez from Oklahoma. Thank you for watching this morning. We hope that you are getting an encouraging word. Patty Castillo. Thank you so much. We just want to uh, send blessings to you and your family. Uh, Pastor Enrique uh, from Puerto Rico. Pastor Enrique from Puerto Rico. Watching from Puerto Rico. We bless her. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you, Pastor Enrique. Come, come uh, speak with us sometime. Don's uh, Doris Martinez. Thank you, uh, Miss Doris. I, uh, I uh, love you so much. Love you and your family. Michelle uh, Huerta, David Vasquez, uh, Murda, and Miss Murda. Thank you so much for watching. Pastor <coughs> I from uh, Puerto Rico is watching as well. Listen, I'm, I'm honored for you to be on uh, listening this morning. Uh, you, you, you probably could have uh, taught this a whole lot better than I am. Uh, one thing I learned a long time ago is just to be me. Uh, and this is what I'm doing. I'm just me sharing uh, the message of the kingdom, <clears throat> hoping that uh, you will be blessed and find uh, some good words. 
It doesn't have to be the whole concept. Maybe it was just something I said, maybe a small illustration that nudged you and gave you that encouraging <clears throat> word there. Let's see what else we have here. Enrique, uh, let's see. Brother Frank, what did what, what did my dear brother Frank? Easter is a marketing strategy to draw the seeker. Wow, it works. They hear the real story by being drawn by the fantasy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They hear the real story by being drawn by, by the fantasy. Uh, good stuff there. Deuteronomy 13, I command you that uh, time the Lord your God has given you this land to take possession of it. But all your able-bodied men armed by battle must cross over ahead over the Israelites. However, your wives and children and your livestock may stay in town and give until the Lord gives rest to your fellow Israelites as he has to you, that they have taken over the land uh, that the Lord has given you. There is a there is a rest. And some of us have moved on. Uh, we've moved from the traditionalists. Uh, we're resting in the work of the cross. There is no more labor. The, uh, I believe it's Hebrews 4, I believe, says, let us labor to enter into his rest. And therefore, there remaineth a rest to the to the uh, people of God. There is a rest where we can stop struggling and stop doing and we be, become and move into being what God has created us to be. One of these days, I will talk about the be, do, have equation. I, that's heavy in my heart. I already have some of the slides made for that. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat. <clears throat> and we'll move into that concept. Some of us has already moved on as that uh, scripture was there in Deuteronomy. Some of us have already moved on into rest, uh, moved into other uh, concepts. Um, but for we, we wait. We wait for those. Um, and we move into the state, into the dimension, a spiritual dimension of rest. We want you to be encouraged. Listen, <clears throat> I've been being prompted right now. There's something that's telling me that uh, because probably what I shared for, to some of you, some of you who are listening, you feel overwhelmed uh, with all this. You can go back and listen to it. You can go back and listen to it until it be, until you digest it. Chew on it for a little while. Believe on it a little while. But I, one thing I don't want you to, uh, trust me, I know this. Do not be discouraged because you think you haven't met a certain requirement. Don't let that enter into your mind this morning. Accept the work of the cross. Accept the risen Savior into your life. I guarantee you, he will become real to you. He will reveal himself to you. Not because some practice, not because something you do on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. All across America, all across the world, church buildings, brick and mortar, are empty. All across America. Church buildings are empty, but I'm going to tell you the church is alive. You are the church. You are the ecclesia. You are the called out ones. It's not in some brick and mortar. Are you kidding me? You are the body of Christ. We are the temple in which the spirit resides. Oh my gosh. I'm saying it over and over and over again. I will not relent. You are the body of Christ. You are the embodiment of the Holy One. His spirit resides in you. You are the body of Christ. He doesn't reside in tents anymore. That old tabernacle model was only a natural representation of what was to come into spiritual concepts. And that's you and me. 
moving into the wholeness and the fullness of who Christ is. Remember that he is the reason for all the seasons of your life. Every, every endeavor, every situation that you're going into and moving into, he paid the price for you. Hope you're encouraged this morning. I hope that you are. Hope that you're finding rest and hope and love and peace in the situations that you're in. You got to say those things constantly. You must speak them over your life constantly. Today is the day of reconciliation. You can be reconciled. That's also another accounting term. Being reconciled. Brought to zero. You're reconciled. Just like you reconcile your, your checkbook. You balance. He's paid the price for you. You are set free. He that is free is free indeed. There's no more chains of slavery. Again, another scripture for you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom. We get to walk in freedom. I'm not held back by things in my life. And neither should you be. Neither should you be. If you've been impacted by this message today, share it. Share it with someone. I I challenge you. It ain't about Easter bunnies. And it ain't about some Ishtar God of fertility. Easter bunny and eggs. Are you kidding me? This is the work of the cross. It's Easter eggs and bunnies and Ishtar. Remove the concepts. Those are pagan. They have no work. They have no business doing and being a part of my story of my Savior Jesus. Has no part in it. I, yeah, I get it. It's a draw. It's something we use. Hey, come, come see the bunny. Come hunt Easter eggs. I get it. it has nothing to do with the resurrection and the newness of life of the work of the cross that you and I get to enjoy. I went a little bit long this morning, but my uh, teaching this morning was only going to be about 15 minutes, but I'm telling you the notes, the notes that I had that were given to me superseded that, and we're thankful for that. We want to thank all of you who joined today. Please email me. You can email me at Coach Chris. You can email me at Coach Chris at I Am Kingdom Month. We'd love to hear from you. Please write to us. Share with us a story. Maybe, maybe it's something that you want us to talk about. Maybe it's something you don't want us to talk about. Give me some feedback. Hey, I'm up to negative feedback. I get it on a regular basis. But share with us. Share with us a victory. Share with us a struggle. I will respond. We will respond to you. I guarantee you. We'd love to hear from you. Continue to con- uh, comment wherever you might be watching this morning. If you want to, for us to be in prayer and and, uh, and walk with you in some situations, let us know. You can write to me at email. I'm my email at Coach Chris at I am Kingdom Life. Remember, this is Kingdom Life. This is the place where we share Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts. A safe place to, to share dangerous thoughts and ideas. This is the place where we do it right here. Every Sunday morning and all Saturday nights. We're excited about next next Saturday night. So come be with us as we uh, experience uh, uh, our life coaching instruction with Dr. Terry Wallen. Monica writes to us, yes, 
We are the church. <clears throat> Let's go to work. I believe that. Thank you, Monica, for sharing that with us this morning. You'll have to excuse my voice. <clears throat> I went a little long. I didn't quite get a warm up this morning with my voice. I'm drinking a little bit of coffee. But so be it. I'm at perfect rest knowing who I am in him and his finished work. And I hope that you are. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior today. The Bible says, for whoever confesses Christ with his mouth is saved. Another scripture for you. Whoever confesses Christ with his mouth is saved. We can talk about baptism, those other ordinances later on. But accept Christ where you are. He'll come into your life. And he will be a blessing to you. I guarantee it. Be blessed. Remember, wherever you're watching this, that you are not just the resistance, but you are the reformation sent from the kingdom to the earth to be the salt and the light in this dark place. So be encouraged. We love you. We hope that you uh, took something from our teaching this morning. You can come back and watch this over and over again. You can come back on our Spotify account and listen to this many times over. And uh, we just want you to be blessed. And you have a great week. And uh, we hope that all is well with you and your family. Again, if you'd like to share this, uh, please do so. Please share it with those on your Facebook, on YouTube. Let's get the message out. The work of the cross. Not, not Easter bunnies and Ishtar. No, it's Jesus and the work of the cross. That's the true message of Easter. Pascal is what they said in the Old Testament. Pascal. It's Resurrection Sunday. Paid by the price of the perfect plan. You be blessed and we'll talk to you again. Many blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Life podcast with Coach Chris Silva. We're glad you enjoyed today's podcast. You can also find additional Kingdom topics by subscribing to I Am Kingdom Life on other social media sites and our website at IamKingdomLife.org. To contact Coach Chris directly, you can write to him at CoachChris at IamKingdomLife.org. And for your continued support, please feel free to make a generous contribution on Cash App at dollar sign I am Kingdom Life. Your generous, continued contributions allow us to spread the word in non-traditional ways, sharing the message of the kingdom.